Saddle up to the bar. It is now time for the horse racing happy hour. Mike and Dolfo and Louie Rabeau and Louie. Today is our Breeders' Cup recap show, the typical Breeders' Cup recap show that we thought we would have with a dominant performance at Santa Anita by Bob Baffert and Mike Smith. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wait a minute. No, wait. I mean, Bob Baffert, obvious trainer of the year, um, <laughs> completely shut out of the Triple Crown Series, completely shut out of the Breeders' Cup. Only, you know, if you tried to guess all of the NFL games wrong this weekend, I bet you couldn't do it. That's what Bob Baffert did. And, you know, give the guy the damn trophy, um, and we should just move on and accept that Bob Baffert is the greatest ofer in the history of the ofers. Wow. How do you really feel? That's the sizzle of a hot take. Uh, who was, right who was worse, Bob Bob Baffert or Mike Smith? Who, which one? Oh, Mike Smith. He was awful. Mike Smith was pretty bad. He's having a bad year. Yeah. He's having a bad year. I mean, the guy's in an unbelievable shape. Like you're like Googled Mike Smith and oh, see humble. the picture that he's comes incredible. up. Yeah. He's like fifty six years old yep. and he's cut like out of stone. Yep. And of course look, you know, the guy won the triple crown mm-hmm. not that long ago. But he can't seem to just You can just, say in the same statement, he won the triple crown last year and he didn't have a good year this year. That's okay. They can both be true. That's true. I, the same with Bob Afford, obviously. He he ooh. And we talked about it and, and we had the, a longer discussion. It tailed into a, a basketball discussion. But you always want better horses than better trainers. And if Bob just didn't have the horses this year, then that's what happens, right? And so – So we're having a Michigan State Tuesday night? Yes. Tyrese Maxey is better than anyone on Michigan State's team. Yes, that's what happened. And Ty- he was better that night for sure. He's making shots from Timbuktu. Yes, absolutely. He, freaking shot made me stay up until – like I I can't imagine being a Kentucky fan and he goes he, – he rises right there. I was so happy. I'm like, look at this idiot. Look at this freshman. He's – 15 feet behind the line. He's going to rise up, clank one. Michigan State's going to get the rebound. They're down two, and then a swish. I, I uh, you know, so not to go totally off the Breeders' Cup. So I'm, I'm watching that Tuesday night. It's a, It sucks because of, you know, 10 o'clock start time. It's awful. It's yeah. terrible. And so I actually fell asleep <laughs> kind of purposefully with, like, you know, four minutes left to go in the first half. Sure. I was like, I set the, I set the alarm to kind of wake me up with, like, maybe – you know, 45 minutes later. So I took like a 45-minute nap in the middle of the – worst thing I could have done because then I wake up, Maxi hits that 30-foot. I literally <laughs> – I didn't go back to sleep. Right. Ugh. And then when you're our age, not that we're old, but – Old enough. Old enough that if you don't sleep, it like ruins you for like four days. Yeah. I looked at my phone. My last text message that night was like like 115 or something. And it wasn't like I had stayed up way past the end of the game or anything. It was just – I got a buddy in town here who's a big Cats fan, and we were just tatting back and forth about the game, about the teams, and, you know, it just it, – yeah. I mean, it, what's what's hilarious is you and I do this every week, and we didn't make an actual bet on the Breeders' Cup Challenge that we did. No, we didn't. You, <laughs> and then right. we make a bet on a basketball game where we don't actually choose anything. You know, it just – you know, it just the, the game just goes, you know, so. Um, okay, so I was as bad as Mike Smith on my picks, at least until the tail end of Saturday, and then you were pretty good. Uh, especially on Saturday. Friday was a complete and total wash. I, I realized that I made 
some very tactical errors and handicapping the Breeders' Cup. I was trying to beat the Breeders' Cup. Correct. And that was – that's the trap I think you get into when you're like, okay, all these horses are good. Right. We're seeing some favorite numbers that just – there's no value there in betting – because if you're if you're taking a horse that's eight to five, you got to put down some serious freaking money to win anything. Sure, but and if we're if we're you know for those purposes, I mean, when we give out picks, for me, I just assume people are doing like we do, which is they're just going across the board on these horses. And so I get it. Like if you bet uh, bricks and mortar across the board, you're not going to make a lot of money, right? I get it. But at the same time, you'd rather bet across the board on a short odds horse that wins than bet on a horse that misses the board, right? And so, you know, that's kind of what my – so I hit every race except for race five in the Classic on Saturday. Now, here are some of the horses that I picked. Your horse in the Classic died. Correct. All right. Yeah. Did you see that video that I poked – that I tagged you on Twitter in? Where, like, his left – his back left leg was already lame, basically? But, oh, I, well, I saw it on the replay. I, I pointed it out. I mean, it was – That was just a gallop, like, five days before the race, and his leg was not sound. Oh, that's the – you're talking about the uh, the the where he was – in the in training, yeah. Oh, see, I, I'm talking about on the stretch. His back leg, it was already bad, and they just ran him out there. And I don't. He went through like right. 15 checks and protocols, and they just let that horse go. We we're we're jumping all over the That's place. Fine, but yes, but, but you did that. So I mean, I did do that. But it's squirrel. <laughs> but look, you you can't you can't tell me you care about horse safety, and then you do that. So we're blaming and this 100 percent on Santa Anita. Yes, and it may not have anything to do with the track. No. It may be people. But they scratched everybody off the dirt. Like There were so many horses that got scratched off the dirt on Saturday. It was crazy. And How we were you like, miss that, man? We, you that and video I are, was plain as day, and I'm not a vet, man. You and I are going back and forth on Saturday talking about how sure. many people are scratching on yeah. Saturday. And we're like, oh, they're just being extra cautious. They're being extra cautious because they were all vet scratches. Then they let Mongolian Groom go. Incredible. It's a shame because that's a really – he's a gelding, so yep. he would have kept running, right? He's actually an interesting horse. Um, he may have run in some stuff that was super interesting. I mean, like, he could have shipped. He, he had already run, what, 10 times this year? 11. That was his 11th time. Right. Yeah. He could he could have run in the Clark. Is that a problem, by the way? Do you no. Think him no, racing that doesn't times? bother me at all. Tim Sullivan all over that, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't know Tim crap. Sullivan, Courier Journal, just yeah, always trying to. Tim's smarter than everyone else that's ever lived. I mean, it's just <laughs> in, in, in every article he writes is basically that's the theme. But anyways, no, it doesn't bother me. No, because all these th- – there was a, there were turf horses that had already run 11 and 12 times. Are we mad about that? And they win. No. no uh, get out of here. No. With that stuff, no. But l- I want to be really clear. So, like, my when I say I hit the – you know, I hit the bats on Saturday, the, pick, <laughs> the horses I picked were Bricks and Mortar, Midnight Bizu, Mitoli, Sister Charlie, Kefefe, and Omaha Beach. Yeah, of course those hit. Well, right? they hit. Like, they didn't win, but, yeah, they hit. And Kefefe won. Yeah, but I'm saying Omaha Beach totally won. Midnight BC did not. Right. If you're ridden by Mike Smith, you didn't win. Bricks and Mortar won. Um, but speaking of. Th- I think the two off the board ones that I hit that day. Um, Spun no, Run for one. me. Yeah, Spun Run was a big one for you. I had uh, the second place horse in that race. I had Uni in the turf mile. And Uni wasn't totally off the board, but I think he paid like 10 bucks. And Or she. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Because the girls oh, they were awesome. kicked the boys' yeah. ass. That's no, not even a question. And so that was the one really off the board one for me. And then I did have uh, British Idiom in the uh, Juvenile Phillies on Friday. So that worked out well. So we, Mike and I put together a quick little point system. We, we do all of our bets based on across the board. And so Louie did this. It's just to show how much smaller he is than me. But it's okay. Go ahead and tell, tell everybody well, how much smaller you are than me. Let's no, it's okay. Go. But you get Go three ahead. points for a win, two points for a place, <laughs> and one play, point for a show. 
And so if your horse wins, you get all of the points. So you can get up to six points per race. And then, um, you know, for example, Sister Charlie came third, so I got one point in the Philly and Mare Turf, which you had Vasilica in that race, and she came second. Right. So you got three points in that race, for example. Um, I got – is that how you did it? Three yeah. points for first, second – Two right. points for second. But you get all three of those bets because we're betting across the board. Oh, right? I got you. Right? Okay. I, all right. I'm with you now. So you get the win, place, and show if your horse Sorry, wins. Okay. Right? I, so, I, like, I you had saying. you had Spunder Run. You got six points for Spunder Run. Yeah. Right? Because okay. you would have bet them across the board. I did. I right? did bet them across the board. There you go. And so you would have gotten all of those bets, right? Gotcha. And that's the point. And so, uh, you know, you and I both had bricks and mortar across the board, right? I so was good at fourth place horses. Does that come into play? Yeah, they're worth zero points. Oh, it's tough. This is a tough scale, man. At least you didn't get negative points. The, super uh, fact is, you know. But Micah had two full, two winners and two play show horses for 10 points for the weekend. And uh, I played a more of a pick and favorite style, and I had five winners, two place horses, and a show for 37 points. And so I did say earlier, a couple weeks ago, that I said Saturday was going to be really chalky. And you were right. And then it was very chalky. Yep. We had some people, horses lose. Now, to be fair, um, what was the payout on the bricks and mortar trifecta, for example? The bricks and mortar trifecta is right here. I got it. Great. Uh, the fifty cent tri paid two hundred nineteen dollars <laughs> and sixty five cents. All right. So there's where it wasn't chalky, right? Oh, it was like second and third place horses. Yeah, the Correct. second place horse United was well, fifty one to fifty one and point six to one. There yeah. you go. So the the point there is, um, you know, we did this at Derby with bricks and mortar, and we did a try with him sixty six bucks. I remember the bet exactly, and it paid like two seventy or something. Right. And so, you know, one of the betting strategies we do talk about on the show is if you really love a horse like I, I think you and I both agreed bricks and mortar was the best bet of the weekend. Do we feel that way? Yeah. I mean, I think I might have said Midnight BC was the best bet of the oh, weekend. Yeah, okay, I might have said that. I uh, forgot that Mike Smith was riding her. And <laughs> and obviously, Mike what Smith has never, game. never ridden at Santa Anita before because, you know, the traffic trouble that he put his horses in. <laughs> And That's a terrible almost, joke, by the way, because he's a California-based rider. Almost, yeah. almost overcame them right. with, in both with yeah, Omaha Beach Midnight and Bisu, yeah. but um, Midnight Bisu and Omaha Beach. He put them in the worst tactical position possible. Omaha Beach is not a closer. That horse should not be se- sixth or seventh on the trail end of the first pack. I, 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 mean, I, I, I want to encourage people listening oh. to go back and watch the replay. Of the turf classic, I want to give Omaha Beach three year old horse of the year just because of Mike's <laughs> the ride, of how he almost overcame Mike Smith's ride. But go back and watch the turf classic with bricks and mortar, race eleven on Saturday, and watch Irad. Early in the race, on the front stretch, he gets totally sandwiched between two horses. Yes, like and Irad almost goes sideways. Irad actually sits down to pull the horse back from his full speed run from his gallop, and. Then they get into the turn. He gets a little bit more space. And if you watch that race in the last turn, you would think there is no way he is getting that horse out of that traffic. But he knows Bricks and Mortar is a smart horse who knows how to go outside. All he's got to do is tap him a little bit. And that horse just shot out of a cannon. And credit to United, who ran a terrific race. But he was so patient. <laughs> he was so patient. So patient with Bricks and And waited for that. And actually, I got into this a little bit on Twitter, too, because and, – and don't get me wrong. Mitole had an unbelievable race. Yeah, and I asked – my question was, who was the most impressive? And most people are saying Mitole. Hmm. I think Omaha Beach, because of the traffic obstacles he overcame, had the most impressive run of the day. He's going to be terrific as a four-year-old. Uh, Bricks and water? No. Or, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Beach. Omaha Beach. Yeah, I didn't say Omaha Beach. I said 
Bricks and Mortar was the most impressive run. Oh, sorry. Okay. Because Bricks and Mortar had serious tra- traffic problems. It did. And Mitole basically ran up front. I mean, yeah. at a ch- and Chancelot set a, a, just a blistering pace in that race. It's an awesome horse. And Chancelot's a great horse, too. And yep. Mitole was able to run him down. And don't I don't want to take anything away from Mitole's, um, Mitole's run. But to me, and you, you thought Mitole was the most impressive. I still, I will, I will say that Bricks and Mortar to me was the most impressive horse out there. I will also say that never run at that distance, longest distance he's ever run. Yeah, mile right? and a half. Mile and a half with that quirky turf course where with you got to go across the dirt. Go across the dirt three turns, uh. basically. I mean, the whole thing, absolutely. No, it's massively impressive. So, massively impressive. You know, and then you, there were some very impressive second places. Too. Mm. I thought Bellafina and her yeah, run was really, really good. good. Kofefe, yep. um, I mean, Kofefe was dominant. Um, you, I could put Kofefe's run up there with Mitole's run about how dominant they were. And their uh, pace-wise, they weren't that far off. No. Um, she could win. Kofefe could win some male sprints. Oh, yeah. She could well, win some male sprints. We saw – this is the one thing we saw is, like, the girls – are stacking up just it's fine. It's really the an boys. interesting trend in horse racing right now, isn't it? Yeah, because the late, the late ran really great. Yep. I mean, you can't take anything away from that. Nope. And then I'd love the, to know what her paycheck was for that race, by the way. I thought I think I have it. I have it right here. The late came in fourth. Yep. Three hundred thousand dollars. Nice. There you go. So the that covers your then for sure. you would have said, hey, should she have ran in the distaff? Okay. So three hundred thousand dollars to finish fourth in the classic and the distaff. I'm sorry, that's taking me a little bit to thumb through these results. Literal charts. paper. <laughs> I am looking at the distaff. You would have gotten the second place would have paid three hundred forty thousand right. dollars, and then third place would have paid one hundred eighty thousand yeah. dollars. No, she made the right decision. I think she made the right decision. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, Blue Prize was not getting beat that day. Blue Prize <sighs> looked fantastic, and that's a horse we. Typically we bet talked on? about like crazy yeah. too. We didn't bet on her. Uh, and of course, you got Midnight Bisu in there, and then and, and Serengeti Empress. Let's give it up to Serengeti Empress. Who She's had an interesting year, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I thought she looked really strong. She set a great pace, really. Um, and and you know, there's no shame in finishing it's third. It's too bad in this race. that it's too bad that her temperament is such that she has to go to the front. If you think she could stalk a little bit yeah, more, I think she'd be a tremendous horse. It just seems like she's not built for stalking. Right, she's just not mentally cut to stalk, and it's too bad because it worked in the Oaks, right? Obviously. Yep. But against even better older horses, it's just not going to work. It just isn't, and so it's it's just too bad because she feels like she has the physical ability to be a stalker and to win those races, but she doesn't have the mental makeup to do it. And and this was um, this the track setup for stalkers. Uh, stalking, yes. Yes. Stalking was yes. was the name of the game, the way to yep. win. If you were trying the the traffic troubles that, especially on 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 Friday, the traffic troubles were severe. Yeah. If you were way far back in the pack, it just wasn't going to happen. Correct. I mean, you know, we the the whole Breeders' Cup in general, to me, started off on about as good a note as you can get, and you have an American Pharaoh two-year-old mm. win a Breeders' Cup race already. Yep. I mean. Are we going to have like just this? I mean, first off, there's going to be so many American Pharaoh <laughs> babies out there anyway. But I guess, you know, one of them's got to hit. But the fact that a Pharaoh has already sired That's a cool. Breeders' Cup winner yep. is pretty freaking unreal, right? Yeah, it is. And then we get the the day the day ends Friday. With the, only, the only thing on Friday that really stunk was the Dennis' moment. This is moment, moment. Yeah. yeah. 
fell that way. It sounds like he's okay. He is taking 45 full days off of training. Dude, that horse about bit the dirt. I mean, licked the dirt. It's one of the great horse recovery slash jockey saves saves that you'll see. And uh, I just remember when he stumbled, I thought, okay, he's done. I also hope he's okay, right? And so uh, it was it was really sort of remarkable to watch that that whole sequence. Um, I don't. Even I was right in that race. race though. I was right. I was right about that race, by the way. With what? My one hot take of the, of the weekend was the Baffert horse wasn't going to hit the board, and he didn't hit the board. No, that's true. You did say the Baffert horse was not not only didn't hit the board, but finished finished second to last. And here's the deal: with there was no trouble for that horse at all. Nothing. I mean, he's up front at the very beginning. He's in second place at the top of the stretch. He dies. And I'm like, what is – I mean, because there's no reason. Nope. He just wasn't ready. Nope. He didn't fire. Nope. Baffert horses this year weren't ready. And I mean, so it's just, it's just true. I mean, how how is that even possible? I don't know. It's very strange this year. I don't know what's going on. I wonder what Jimmy's doing that's not going right. Shot, 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 <laughs> shot, How about uh, – so the, 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 what you want to know what makes me the most upset about the Breeders' Cup, Jimmy though? Ooh, okay. I didn't bet the name. How do I not bet Storm the Court? Like I'm a freaking <laughs> basketball coach, and I don't bet storm the court. Sometimes uh, it pays the, to just bet the name, just bet the name. And by the way, if we're look, if we're now that I'm looking at this, we talked about the horse that came in second and in, uh, in bricks and mortars run United. Yeah. Big, big fifty one to yeah. one, ridden by Flavin Pratt. Storm the court, ridden by Flavin Pratt. Flavin Pratt knows that track. Oh no, he had a nice weekend, frankly. And he didn't win a bunch of races, but he had a nice weekend. He had a he had some longer shots yep. that he got up Correct. in position, whereas he won people money this weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And as much as I and he was on Bellafina's nice run. I mean, as much that as that was I, a really great run, considering Kofefi was not going to lose that race. So, we were we're going we're I'll, I'll finish this and then we'll go to a break and then we'll come back and sure. kind of try to organize all of our thoughts because we like I said, if you're following what's going on today, then you have ADD. Um, or ADHD, or whatever one. Um, so we were supposed to have Brian the Insider on the show today. I heard he doesn't like you very much, so he canceled. Well, he does not like me very much. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why we were – so Brian the Insider was my co-host for the first couple of years I did Triple Crown coverage. Uh, and then when Brian the Insider left, it opened up the spot for Louie. And I was like, hey, Louie, let's, let's do this. I was like, you've got the person I court. You're pretty, pretty intelligent. You like to follow this stuff. Pretty good looking. It's, it, well, I wouldn't go that far. So, so. – um, so it's actually uh, it's worked out good. So what's Brian's real job that he's so busy? He can't Let's just say us? that he's very similar to your profession. Got it. All right. All right. Um, so he does a little bit different. It's more on the insurance <laughs> side. Got it. So um, anyway, he he ended up having a lot of employments, but he also said in my, in the text message to me it was really interesting. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you too. I I haven't followed it a whole lot either because he said." The whole derby controversy really kind of took the wind out of my sails. Oh. And I thought that was interesting, especially since, and that's what I kind of want to talk to you about maybe on the other side of the break. You know, maximum security gets DQ'd from the derby. And it's a con- it's a constant story this year. That and the and what's going on at Santa Anita, and both of them kind of raised their ugly heads this weekend. Is maximum security going to win three-year-old horse of the year because he avoided the Breeders' Cup? And how many people look at what happened in the Derby? And I'm I'm gonna say 
I'm going to equate it to the steroid or the strike in baseball in 94, and a lot of people didn't come back. Right. Because we had a horse die in the Breeders' Cup Classic. And I'm sitting here thinking that, that we're done. No one's talking And about no one's talking about no it. No one's talking about it. No one is talking about it. So, and of course, we got to talk a whole lot more about Mongolian Grimm on the other side, too. Yeah. So that's set, let's set the stage that with that. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll t- do a little bit more Breeders' Cup talk and just kind of get into the issues of the sport and kind of like, I guess, where we're going from here. Yeah. So we'll be right back. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Mike Indafo and Louis Rabot. Louis, what are you drinking? I was drinking some Elijah Craig. All right, two weeks in a row? Uh, wow, good question. I think so. I think it is, too. Yeah, I, I feel less guilty about a bigger pour of this than other stuff that you have. Even Dude, though I told you. That isn't how you feel about it. That's not how I feel about it at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm just Catholic, so the, guilt, we're, the we're, guilt's just there. We're sitting at the RE Solutions mobile studio, and... Uh, you know, there's no Catholic guilt here. My <laughs> my drinks are your drinks, and oh, I get it. And there is a nice bourbon collection in the office. I'm drinking something that's kind of off the wall. Yeah, something called OKI stands for Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana because Ohio this bourbon there's a little bit of Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana in the whole process. Um, so um, most people would know the OKI OKI products because it's where a lot of the bourbons, when they start out, they source their bourbon from OKI. Right. They don't really produce their own. Uh, so, uh, but is it, this is a, I think it's a it's a 10-year single is. barrel that was picked by the Bourbon Society, and it is delish. Really it's good. really good. Yeah, really good. So, um, uh, I'm loving it. And, and just a quick question as we as we sit here in the RA Solutions. So, BTI, had he been on, what's his drink of choice? Uh, oh, whole drink everything, and, <laughs> and pretty much, you know, you so, got to so make sure. Replace the guy who drinks everything with a guy who drinks everything. Oh no, but you got to make sure that he gets on early. So, <laughs> I got all right. Um, so, speaking of, you know, kind of sitting here, were you, were you under the impression that we hired a producer? No. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And the did he already? Did he already bail? Where is the producer? That's what I want to know, right? <laughs> we told him when we do the shows. Yeah. We said, "Will that work?" And he's like, "Yeah." And there's no producer here. There is no producer here. Huh. Well, we're paying you for both your on-air talents and your producing, so don't worry about it. Is that what it is? I get another zero on my paycheck? Another zero. It's another like zero added to the end of the paycheck. I'm on my fourth, uh, fourth year as a president of a nonprofit board in town here, and they triple my salary every year. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm on the Derby Festival board, and I got to pay to be on that one. So <laughs> someone told me that. It's like you got to go from – Get away from the boards that you have to pay to be a part of and get on the ones where they pay you to be a part of. It's like that's when you know you've made it. <laughs> that's exactly right. All right. So shout out to the the good folks over at the uh, Derby Festival board, though. It's, it's always a fun we try. couple of weeks. It really is. No, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's a – we come back from like it's we, middle of March mainly, and then I start sprinting. Oh, yeah. You're, a, you're completely you're – a, you're a madman for those couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. as soon as that – Derby's over. I got like a day to breathe, and then I go to California, right. and it's like, so I'll do it again. You know, <laughs> it's interesting. There are a couple towns in America that have Derby type events. So in Indianapolis, it's the 500. Week sauce. In Omaha, it's the College World Series. Mm, minor league. And 
you know, and so, but it's interesting because all of those towns have those buildups, right? There's a marathon or a half marathon, and there's, you know. Yeah, um, but not like we do it. It's not even close to this place. No. So when I we win so many international festival awards, yeah. like every year we're the grand pinnacle award yeah. winner of everything. So right. it's like. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a different level of care, which is why it's interesting that you brought up Brian being turned off by the Derby outcome. Something I do intentionally is I follow on social media the Derby and Churchill Downs. And invariably, no matter what they post, someone will complain about the Derby outcome every time. Which was the right call. It's not true, but okay, keep going. Uh, anyway, I, it's, it's relative because is it fair to say that with the Breeders' Cup wrapping up on Saturday, yep. the horse racing year – the horse racing season's come to an end. Now we're on to the next season. I agree. So the the calendar year, horse racing year. Even though the, year, like the Clarks at the end of the month and those sorts sure. of things. It's still, for sure, the championship happened. It's not like NASCAR where the championship's at the beginning and then they run the rest of the races, right, with the Daytona 500. It's, it, there are bookends to the season of, right. the, of horse racing. The Derby weekend is one of them. And then the Triple Crown, of course. They're six months apart on purpose. Correct. Because we, we kind of go – from we go from Breeders' Cup season to Triple Crown season back to Breeders' Cup season. So now we've we've kind of unofficially began the 2020 no horse question. racing season. Yep, no question. Yeah, because so, like, I mean, frankly, you know, we're we're going to start talking about, and I'm going to talk about it a lot as we, I'm sure we're going to go on hiatus a little bit after this show. Yeah, I think um, so too. But the, you know, I'm going to the Risen Star this year in February, and. I'm already starting to think about that because it's only three months away, right? It's really and so not like, that far. Yeah, so it's like three months to a ma- – that's a 50-point derby prep. Mm-hmm. So that's a big boy derby prep. You win that thing, you're in, right? Yeah. Most likely. And so – Yeah, none, actually, more than – definitely. Yeah, and yeah. so, you as know – As you're healthy. Right, and so it's – um, we're already there. And so, you know, like Dennis's moment, taking the time off right now, Bast not showing up um, in the race over the weekend. You know, it, it's so it's sort of an interesting – Fits into just talking about the two-year-olds. I like it. Yeah, right, and so – I don't know. It's interesting to uh, – who's the two-year-old of the year, you think? Isn't it generally whoever wins these races? Probably. I mean, is it four-wheel drive? Uh, they typically don't give it to a turf horse. Is it four-wheel drive? But with the American Pharaoh connection, <laughs> I think it could be four-wheel <laughs> That's drive. What I'm yeah. um, uh, written by Irad, who is the Mike Smith of this year. Right? Irad was incredible. He's awesome. He was He's unbelievable. Awesome. I mean, Irad had four wins. Four. <laughs> Three on Saturday? That's Is that right? Yeah. First one and then three on Saturday, yeah. I mean, and just he was just absolutely freaking crazy good. And, you know, hopefully um, – th- so now we're in the season. So uh, what I was going to get to, though, since we were talking about the maximum security and the derby um, – maximum security, by the way, likely to run that Clark. The Clark – is shaping up to be Tom Day Todd awesome. and yes. Seeking the Soul. And is that the Friday after Ma- Thanksgiving or Saturday? Friday after Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm not going to be here. So, you're not? No, I said she's getting married in Detroit, yeah. Oh, they do that? Get married? In Detroit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's in Macomb It's because it's so beautiful? or Shout out to Macomb County. Oh, <laughs> my sister just, oh, what are we doing? All right. <laughs> I do get to go to the Bears-Lions game on Thanksgiving. Yeah? Yeah, that's nice. I've okay. never been. I've never been to an NFL game. I will game. be at Churchill Downs. Yes, you will. <laughs> so. For the 55th year in a row. Well, not my 55th <laughs> year in a row. This will be my 43rd year in a row. But um, Did you – it, has it been every year of your life? Yeah. And it predates you by how many years? Well, basically what happened is my grandmother's sister died in the 60s. Okay. Uh, and 
everyone stopped they, cooking. They, well, they basically it was around the time of year, and they oh, okay. they had one terrible Thanksgiving, oh. and then they were like, well, look, "We need to go do something." And then they started. So it was the Churchill Downs started doing Thanksgiving one year, and the year after Churchill Downs started doing thir- Thanksgiving, my family started their tradition. So wow. literally, they've done it every year. Churchill the Downs had Thanksgiving one. except for the one, first one. Interesting. So like they had a fiftieth and Churchill Downs. Has it gotten progressively better? I found that the the racing or the day. Uh, the, like the dining. The interesting thing with the dining has been like when they did the renovations, like yeah. we basically used to be in Millionaire's Row and sure. there was a whole bunch of tables and we always had the same table and, um, and you, but you're in the, basically the big room right on the glass by the track and all that stuff. And, and now we're in a jockey club suite. We've hmm. been in a jockey club suite basically it, with the exception of they, they put us in some of the other suites. We're in one of the big jockey club suites yeah. almost every year. Okay. So. You know, it's like so. How 40, many do you go? Forty. Forty or so. Awesome. Yeah, it's, I don't even want to see what that bill is for my grandmother. <laughs> I'm not paying it. I appreciate her. Let's just put it that way. It's probably, probably six grand, right? No, I bet you it's higher. Really? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Okay, more than 150 a person. But it's all you can drink. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just did, we did derby last year with Justify Year, the rain year. In Sky Terrace, and that was six grand a person for two days. They offered the jockey club suite to us, to our family for for Derby. You had to buy it all three days, uh-huh. and it was like a hundred and twenty-five grand. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually it's not 40 terrible. People? That's three grand a person. I think it's technically maybe like thirty-five people or something like that. I think we end up with forty with like that's kids. That's still less people. than four grand a person, and, and the jockey club is the new yeah. Millionaires Row, by the way. Which yeah. is why they're renovating Millionaire's Row because it's it's tacky. It's a dining room. It's tacky. Yeah, it's not like it's Sky Terrace. Is, shout out to Sky Terrace, by the way. It's only two tables deep. Your table's on the glass. I mean, it's shout out. It's it's tremendous. I do Millionaire's Row on Thurby, okay, in my pink jacket. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, in your in your uh, official pink jacket, Derby yeah, your festival jacket. Festival jacket. Yeah. yeah. And then Friday, I wear. Uh, pink, and you know we'll be doing our thing. If I, or we'll have the family box. I'm not sure which one. I'll have the we'll have our family's box either. Oaks Remind or me this year when I put the credential in to get that letter so we can walk around 103. Which we, they don't stop us. They don't care. They don't stop us, but they also don't care to put that on the letter. Like no, no, we need to get a couple more things on our credential. Uh, I think sure. in general. I, I, yeah, I just didn't know what to do. No, that's okay. It was your first time. <laughs> so not, we're gonna be we're gonna be. Short. I'll tell you where the credential is ridiculous as a preakness man you can go everywhere oh i'm sure they like winter circle just let's walk in i mean like trainers areas i mean it's, it's incredible they let you right in the paddock it's awesome okay and actually santa anita and pimlico have something in common so we're we, we what i want to I wanna do like this year in a review we will we're having <laughs> people don't listen to this show for the hardcore horse racing that, aspects i okay. promise you that's very true by the way flavian pratt shout out to the four people that listen but the um more than that i know it's like five and a half the um <laughs> The, I'm counting a person and a half for one of our friends. I'm just kidding. The um, is that big? I'm just, it's a joke. Oh. It's a joke. Maybe it's an ego joke. You don't know. <laughs> the um, <laughs> no one with an ego listens to the show. The uh, they both have indoor paddocks. Did you notice that at Santa Anita? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Eight rings had to take a couple laps around. All worked up. What's up with Baffert horses, man? Wasn't Nate Rings a little jumpy before the That's race? That's what I'm saying. He was all jumpy. What's going on with his horses, man? And I, you know, is it that is it's it the drugs? Right, it's he's the not, drugs, he's right? not it's, on it's the drugs. It's a gypsum weed. Oh, he dropped the gypsum weed, and I, now so they're the all gymsome. messed up. 
Yeah, he needs a little California weed to kind of. <laughs> he needs some edibles, man. Huh? He needs some edibles. Be a lot cooler if yeah, you had no it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. This is California. What are we doing? It's legal for people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's Speaking see. of another girl beating the boys, we have not talked yet about. Oh, wait. Are we going to do the year in review? Do you want to talk a little year in review or not? Of course we should. Okay. I'm ready to talk. Year in review for me is no no clear cut derby favorite really coming out of the Breeders' Cup last year to the rise of Omaha Beach mm-hmm. just like yep and then only and only then when Omaha Beach gets injured derby week and there's a huge to me a huge letdown cuz I thought that horse just I think Omaha Beach would have been unstoppable in the triple crown Disagree. I still think maximum security crosses first. Let's just put it this way: now seeing maximum security run in that race and knowing the the path that maximum security takes and how that is becoming the path of choice for Derby winners, um, I would have loved to have seen them match up together. I don't. I don't disagree that it wouldn't have been them one two, but I still think maximum security is is going to win that race at that time. So it would have been int- it would have been interesting. 17th, yeah. It's it's hard because Omaha Beach is coming out of the Arkansas, and the Arkansas is only you know a couple weeks before the Derby. And, yep. But o- ultimately, but uh, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. I picked maximum security because Omaha Beach wasn't in that race. Yeah, we were both so on before, Omaha Beach. Yes. So before the race, or before the before the epiglottis injury, I was on Omaha Beach. And frankly, if people go back and listen to Road to the Winter Circle podcast from that day, I just just steamrolled in 90 seconds into that show with all of Omaha Beach's stats and all this stuff because I was so ready to talk about him. And then, like you said, carpet was just completely pulled out. The rug was just completely pulled out from under us. And and maximum security on paper definitely seemed like the horse. He did only because his running style is what wins the derby now. You got to be up front. You got to be up front. Because there's no rabbit anymore. And so so do we asterisk this derby and just kind of throw it out when we talk about it next year? As far as like what it takes to win, no, only because Country House, Country Home, was <laughs> was John in Trevor. was in the group of the front two horses. Okay, at the eighth pole. Oh, maybe he was third. I'll have to go back and look. But it uh, Country Home. That's so good. Oh, that was such a great moment. I am so glad that happened. I am so glad it happened too. <laughs> we need to cut it. We. You know what, let's have one more show next week and just have Sherv on. And, like, just talk to him for an hour and say. You think he would come on? He, he like, texted me right after the show. He's like, have me on any time. Okay. Well, he had so much fun. That might be something now, we do. I think, I think he gets. Then he, maybe we do that next week, the year in review show The next full week. year in review show. But, I, I no, Sherva gets the show. Like, he gets that we're we, fans. And we don't take ourselves seriously. We don't take ourselves seriously. We appreciate his knowledge base, and we pick at it, right? And we also make fun of things like him having a throne at, you know, Santa Nina Del Mar. And by the way, I 100% think that Kofefe is going to win the Dogwood this I, year. I really hope so because, I mean, she's just a <laughs> tremendous horse. That's the other uh, running joke in the show, <laughs> if you're just now listening, is that we call Kofefe win the Dogwood the week after it happens. So, hi, hi, Kimberly. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm over that. Uh, All right, then let's talk about another girl. Up is hard to do. Let's talk about another girl who beat the boys. I find the story of Belvoir Bay to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner of the turf sprint, the the only female horse in the race, uh, goes out, beats the boys, 
This is a horse that when the California fires hit was released from the barn and they didn't even know where she was for two days. Yep. And she comes back and wins this Breeders' Cup race. And they, you know, we got a trainer that Peter Miller is, not only did he take number one, but he had home, so came in second. Peter Miller is racing a lot of Churchill Downs right now, too. Yeah. He almost is. My, almost my long shot pick in this race. Right. And missed, I mean, just. That could have been either horse there. Peter Miller, has is it the third time he's won this race in a row? Is that what I heard? If uh, do my, Am I remembering that right? I think that's correct. <laughs> Sounds right. Because Chad had won, Chad Brown had won the, there was a different race that he had won three times in a row. Was it the turf sprint? This is, this is the, this is the turf sprint. No, no. So then Chad's won the turf mile. Okay. Three or four times. Which is just the mile. Excuse me. Yes. I, (laughs) Hey, after the terrible mistake I made on bricks and more earlier in the, in the season, I I call it the turf mile just for my own, (laughs) my own terrible brain. Cause I, that's such a weird European thing to do, <laughs> to call the turf like the mile. Call it the turf mile or the dirt mile. Like, don't be so pretentious. We don't have to. It's grass. Chad Brown did win the Breeders' Cup uh, mile. So it's four in a row with uh, with Uni and yeah. another impressive horse right there with yep. another w- girl beating the boys. Um, so I just think th- I think the story of Belvoir Bay though to me is tremendous. Yeah. Is unbelievable. Yeah. If people don't know, San Luis Rey was the was the training track in Southern California where a lot of these horses are stabled when they're not running at Del Mar or at Santa Anita. And there was a horrible set of fires in Southern California. And if you if you want to be really terrified watching a video, go ahead and, and look for – so San, it's it's San Luis Rey, R-E-Y. That's a great cigar, by the way. Yeah. It's an underrated cigar. Yeah, they make good stuff. Spicy. The, um, it's a D- Dominican, right? I said, think it's a Nicaraguan. Oh, okay. Central American cigars, dude. Well, Nicaraguan cigars are typically a little bit spicier than American yeah. cigars. Yeah, yeah, but good, hun- good Honduran cigars now. Yep. I mean, there's, yeah, there's oh a yeah. lot of uh, oh yeah, yeah. a lot of good stuff going on in Central yeah. America. The, but the San Luis Rey fire just swept through. What eighty horses die? Something like that. Something crazy. I mean, just just devastating. So maybe it's not horses so or horse racing. It's just California. <sighs> maybe. But they there there's video of of people running through these barns, just opening the gates so the horses would run away. Not even, I mean, just so they could get out, so they wouldn't just be trapped. And Belmore Bay is one of these horses. Yep. And two days. Two days, they couldn't find this horse, and she comes back and she wins a Breeders' Cup race. Uh, and Peter Miller's rightfully uh, emotional. The emotion was obvious. There was right? a lot of emotion uh, from those trainers, you know, just to see how much it meant to them to win a Breeders' Cup race. It's, sure, but and this is not something new for Peter Miller. This is no, it's true. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Did you get to see uh, Brittany Erton jumping up and down on uh, oh, yeah. NBC? Oh, yes. Wow. That, that was great, too, with <laughs> her dad great. winning. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. I met her at Pimlico. She's a sweetheart, man. Look at you name dropping. I'm not. No, no, I'm not trying to name drop because she was so – I mean, she was so nice. She introduced herself. Hi, I'm Brittany. I'm like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong play. You're doing Listen, the, you're you're supposed doing the to thing like, I'm supposed to do. No, you're supposed to be like, whatever. And like, <laughs> so she's interested, right? And she's like, dude, what's up with that guy? There's something about him, you know? I call her California Kristen because she's the California version of my wife. Or is your wife the Michigan version of. That's a really important question. Okay. <laughs> At this point, I think she's the Kentucky version, right? You've been mm-hmm. here long enough, haven't we? Uh, yeah, you all have been here long enough. My wife says things like grocery. 
instead of grocery store like every other place on the planet. Grocery mm-hmm. shorter. Why would you say grocery store? <laughs> who, who would say grocery? Like you said that right there, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what's wrong with that? And then you're like, everyone else says grocery. I bet stores. she says Kroger's too. When the, when she's going to like whatever grocery store there is. No, no, just like putting an S on Kroger for no reason. Oh, Kroger's. I'm going to Kroger's. I'm going to Kroger's. Everyone goes to Kroger's. Apostrophe S, not just an S. Aldi, Aldi's. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Sister Charlie? Yeah, I mean. Disappointing, but not like I, I went straight over the big ass dirt fan, dirt mile. I understand, but the but I thought we talked about enough. I, I don't know. think Sister Charlie ran a bad race. I don't either. Just didn't fire here there either, right? And Iridesa was just better, right? And what was interesting actually is NBC did a um a feature on Iridesa's trainer, who's twenty eight years old. This was not an incredibly fast paced race, no, though. No, it wasn't slow. A lot of the races were not fast, right? And that's why Kofefi and uh, Matoli stand out so much because they were. Extremely fast. Very fast. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, the turf races especially, but Iridesa was just the best horse, right? And, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like Sister Charlie had the lead and gave it up or something. Um, just she, didn't really ever get up there. I mean, I, I mean, I don't – I was I was a little surprised, I guess. I mean – This was another one, by the way, that Mike Smith just botched. Murph was in the lead the whole way. I mean, I, I – Up until the finish line, then yeah. just, just weakened – as, as sixth place? Sixth place. I mean, how are you in the lead the whole race you finished sixth? I mean, it's just amateur stuff. And Mirth is one of the long shots I believe we talked I about. Yeah, I can't but, remember. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, 15 to 1. In, in, a, in a Breeders' Cup race, 15 to 1 is not a long shot considering Iridesa was a 13 to 1 and won the race. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's, uh, athletes go through slumps. Mike Smith's in a slump right now. He's not getting bad mounts. Omaha Beach is a good mount. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, McKenzie's a good mount. I mean, like. Omaha Beach is a good mount. And, and Be- Midnight Beast is a good mount. That's a slump. Mirth is a good mount. Mirth is a good mount. Period. I, I just, yeah, I got nothing. But no, Sister Charlie didn't run a bad race. Just wasn't her day. Um, and Iridesa was tremendous. I mean, just absolutely tremendous. And, and props to Flavian Pratt because, like you said, his ride on Vasilico was really good. All right. And by the way, another Flavian Pratt monster race where he didn't win. Whitmore. Whitmore in the. F- Yep. Freaking came Whitmore. in third. I know. Another Fla- – like, if you would have just bet Flavian Pratt and did play show bets all day long with sure. Flavian Pratt. Yeah, you would have hit a bunch. You would have looked really good. Yep. You would have been kicking yourself that you didn't win the show. Whitmore, man, uh, that's what we should Whit- – Mongolian groom should have turned into Whitmore. Yeah. Gelding, runs till he's seven, mm-hmm. right? Runs eight, nine times a year. Ron Moquette's done a tremendous job with Whitmore. I mean, I, I saw his name on this list and I thought, man – how is he ever going to get into this group? How is he going to hit the board? <laughs> he just comes full high and through on the end. He finished so strong, right? I mean, like, because he was in, I mean, he was in fifth place with a ha- at the half, right? I mean, like, oh, he just came flying through. He passed, um, he passed Chance a lot. He passed Friends a Fire. He passed, yeah. I mean, two really, he passed Chance a lot as a really good horse, right? Well, Chance a lot, um, he didn't pass Chance a lot. Excuse me, not Chance a lot. Uh, he passed, uh, um, he passed Friday Fire, excuse me. And um, can we now say that Catalina Cruiser is in the same category as Paradise Woods is like one of the most overrated horses out there? And I, listen, I got to be there because I was a Catalina Cruiser fan, but you were. I'm now understanding that it's basically a different version of Paradise Woods. It's something like that. Yeah, you know, it's and it's disappointing. Or right? Instagram, I mean, who was not in the Breeders' Cup, so I'm really upset about that. One point two five million dollar horse. Oh, I mean. When I asked John Sherva earlier in the year, do you run 
Instagram in grade threes, and he looks at me and goes, no, that's a $1.25 million horse. And I look right at him and I go, yeah, but he should try to win. <laughs> he should try to at least get you know win, get Gosh. some money, not necessarily win. Oh. But, uh, no, but we, we didn't talk about Matoli. And just one of the great years of any horses, winning the Met Mile, winning this race. Was the Met Mile the best field we had this year of any race? Probably. Probably, right? So to win that race at Belmont. Best dirt field. And then, uh, good call. And, I mean, to win at Belmont, to come to Santa Anita and win, right, the only the only hiccup was at Saratoga, and he lost to a stakes record. Yeah. So, so like, you know, I mean, it's not like he, he ran badly anywhere, and that was Frenzy Fire, right? What's that? At Saratoga? No. It was, uh, was it Math Wizard? No, no, no. I think it was Frenzy Fire. Frenzy Fire didn't get him in Saratoga, did he? Almost sure. You'll have to look that up. All right, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, you yeah. keep talking. I will keep talking. But Matoli, I mean, just in general, I remember joking with you on Belmont Day that I was going to single him in the Met Mile. And you going, you can't single anyone in that race in the Met, in the Met right? Mm-hmm. And it, he was never losing that race. Nope. And now part of it was that Mike Smith gave McKenzie a terrible ride in that race. Yep. The I mean, a tremendously bad ride in that race. <laughs> And, but at the same time, I'm not sure even with a good ride that he was beating Matoli that day. Matoli beat Frenzy Fire in the forego, but lost to Imperial Hint and Diamond Imperial Deuce Hint, that's who it was. In the Vanderbilt. Yep. That's what it was, yeah. Imperial Hint, excuse me. And so, um, yeah, but Imperial Hint that day will never, he'll never run a race like that. Again. No. Just never. Um, and that's the one loss on Matoli's record this year. And came third, still hit the board, right? What's well, incredible, he's paid 560 in this race. Um, Imperial so, Hint did win the Vosberg right after that, too. I know. I mean, so. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, Matoli's one loss wasn't to a bad horse, number one, but number two to a, an absolute just monster record on that track. So, can we? Th- and Saratoga, by the way, good horses lose at Saratoga all the time. I go back, and I, you know, speaking of Frenzy Fire, and I think about that wood with Frenzy Fire mm. and, and Vino Rosso. Like just coming down the stretch, and then uh, and uh, I know we had the inquiry mm-hmm. and all that stuff in that race, and we get Vino Rosso who just wrapped up an incredible career, and and what I mean by that, just how awesome Vino Rosso was at the end of his career, sure. was incredible. I mean, it, it, I don't think this was an, an unbelievable classic race. It actually felt like I was watching it and timing it on a calendar versus watching it on my watch. It sure. seemed extremely slow. Um, and I don't want to jump ahead to the classic, but since we're talking about Frenzy Fire right sure. now, it that that those two have really given horse racing a lot. Oh yeah, you know, sure. I mean, and they run, they run quite a bit. Frenzy Fire is going to continue to run, I think. Uh, and I know Vino Rosso. It's like you can you can stand uh, your mare can stand with Vino Rosso. I think for, I think it was twenty five grand. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. It's not you a bad investment. All right, so I want to go back because earlier in this in this show. Not today, but earlier, an earlier pod. I talked about you know you and me getting a broodmare that we like and, and doing some breeding. It was like a I joke. mean not you and me breeding. I don't look, man. I can be into whatever I want. This is America, <laughs> but the <laughs> the um, but no, I I mentioned Palace Malice. Did you see two of his horses won? Oh really? Races this weekend? Wow. <laughs> He's standing for like five grand. <laughs> That's amazing. Palace Malice. All right, so. I know we're totally off topic today, but Palace Malice is one of my horses that I just always bet. Like, if I saw him, I just bet him. 
Gunrunner was the other horse for oh, me. Gunrunner. Did yeah. you have? Do you have one or two horses that like if you see them at any point in your in your life? You saw him on the board. You just well, why is Dan? Okay, that that's horse. a great one. Yep. I mean, he would definitely was uh, Teppin would have been the, another one. Got it. Um, you know, those would probably be the two that I'd, if they were, if they were racing that day, I was yeah. I was putting money. I have on. a buddy Rich who listens to the show, and he, um, he he's convinced my favorite horse of all time is Gunrunner. It's not a bad one. And I just I remember, and I think I fell in love because I got to see him so much, right? And you know he won the uh, he won the uh, the Bachelor Manor here. Yep. And I, that's one of the runs. Won that the, I, won the, uh, won the classic. The Foster or the Foster. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. The, the Stephen Foster, not the yeah. Bachelor, Bachelor ladies. And um, but he wins the Foster, and it was one of those runs that I remember. He was like two to one or something on the line, and I was doing our normal like three bucks across the board kind of things bets, and he came up, and I put fifty bucks down. Just like he's not losing tonight, like th- no way. And he came through and all that, but like you know, you remember those things. I just remember Palace Malice. I don't even remember what race it was. It was on television. I was at the track with my buddy Robbie. And I'm like, hey, there's a one horse running in this race. He's six to five. I'm gonna put a bunch of money on him. He's like, what? And he's in the middle of the pack, middle of the pack, middle of the pack. And then with about an eighth of the mile to go, he just went wriggle, 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 wriggle through like five wriggle, horses. Wriggle like Rob Wriggle or is it Wiggle? Wriggle like Bob Riggle, Rob Wriggle. Okay. Louisville native, shout okay. out. Yeah. And um, Kansas fan, not a shout out. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Because he moved to Kansas after he – and then he's a huge Kansas fan. So in, the, in the face. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. I didn't know that. Is he really? Yeah. So is he paying the players or is he – Yeah, probably. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Up yours, Rob Riggle. So the – um, <laughs> but like literally just danced around five horses and just walked away with the race. And, and my friend was like, oh, that, he's different. I'm like, yeah, he's different for sure. I think the other horse that made me feel really great, it was a random pick, of course – uh, California Chrome's going into the Belmont. He's got a chance to win the Triple Crown. And do you remember who won the Belmont that year? I'm totally blanking. I really can't remember. I just had his name in my head. All I remember is how much they complained afterwards and how unfair it was. And so I know it was a, it was a late shooter. Tonalist. Oh, Tonalist. That's right. Yeah. Who ended up being a great Breeders' Cup horse. Yeah. Right? And so. Uh, and, uh, you know, a sought after sire. There you go. And so, uh, yeah, but Tonalist was, was my pick that day. And he went off at 10 to 1 that day. Um. Uh, so just put it, let's put a bow on Mitalei's four-year career. Yeah, right. So not is four he going year to career, stun? Yep, he's retired. Okay. Officially retired, Mitalei is. And deserve, every, totally deserve. Won deserve. every race except for two, never didn't hit the board. <laughs> awesome. I mean, just incredible. Just awesome. I'll miss him because uh, he's just, I don't know. I'll miss him. The Met Mile maybe. Are you, getting a, are you getting a little, like, emotional? or? No, it's not emotion. It's just when good athletes retire, you, you miss them. I think we need to take a break so you can collect yourself. And we'll come back on the other side of the break. Clean up my pants. And we'll we'll wrap the show up. And uh, we'll be right back on the Horse Racing Happy Hour. All right. Welcome back. It's the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Little bit of seven nations army and i did that for omaha beach aren't they out of omaha are they out of wichita they talk about wichita and that's the same place detroit rock city man (laughs) they're detroit people yeah Yeah. well good for them they're actually brother and sister oh yeah there you go her and and shout out she will never listen because she doesn't like me very much but my sister-in-law diane yeah why does your sister-in-law diane not like you very much let's talk about that she kind of doesn't like anyone i don't think okay yeah 
She likes her kids, and she likes her husband. Kristen. I say that to be fair. Kristen's sister or Kristen's brother's wife. Okay. Well, she likes somebody to get married. Do you know what's funny? Actually, is is um when we get together, just the two couples, we get along great. I think it's my in-laws that they kind of butt heads with. Oh, so they're kind of a bad. But uh, of course, when you see your in-laws, everyone's there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I do see my mother-in-law without other okay, people there. Okay, so yeah. you live in a town where your whole family lives. When I travel, yes, that's right, the, then you see I, everybody. It's yeah, a different dynamic. Yeah, right? I understand that. that um, but that, no, I like Diane way, a lot, and I think she gets me. But like at the same time, I think she's sort of just skeptical of humanity in general. Which that, that sounds like is my probably a good way to live, frankly. <laughs> sounds like my personal hell. But she's good friends with uh with the the girl in this the woman, yeah, All right. with the the, the white. woman. What's uh, Jack White and what's her name? Um. It's her last name, White, too, I guess. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. People think they're married because they have the same last name, but they're actually they're brother, brother and sister. sister. Yeah, yeah. I think they um, they share like a haircut place or something. So, the Breeders' Cup Mile, which is on the turf. Turf Mile. Turf Mile. <laughs> Uni. Very, uh, very what am I, chalky. One of my picks for the weekend, though. Yeah, my pick, Circus Max, was coming fourth. So, there's my other fourth. Not, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk here. No, 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 no. You didn't pick uh I had Circus Maximus. No, you d- Yes. Okay. Excuse me. Yes. You yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I did like this one was favorite. the chalkiest of the races. This is a, definitely a chalky race. Yep. We had two female horses though. Again, beat the boys, and yep. uh, again, we're we're another good outcome for God Stormy. What a great summer! Huh? Yeah, what a great year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this goes on to the distaff, which was a very interesting race because we were like, who's going to run? Who's not going to run? And, you know, we did not get an, um, a late in this in this race. We get the awful performance from Paradise Woods. Uh, anything to say about Abel Cedillo's Breeders' Cup? A little disappointing? Sure. Um, I mean, if we're giving it to Mike Smith, who's that's his home track, we've got to give it to Abel Cedillo a who little had worse, bit. Who had worse mounts. Had worse mounts and not in as many races. I mean, that's – Mike Smith was in – But not a good weekend for Abel Cedillo, and we were hoping it was going to be a really great weekend. I was now, kind of, we were hoping be it was going to be his uh, coming out party, really, you know. His Mon- real coming out party, not I the I was Austin hoping game. Mongolian Groom was healthy. It's clear he wasn't. And so I don't blame that one on Abel, obviously. No. But at the same time, yeah, the Paradise Woods, it's not like he ran her poorly, right? He got her in a stalking position, which is where she's usually the best, right? And, and she just wasn't very good. Well, she's third at the quarter pole. Yep. She's at second at the half. She's fourth at three quarters, and then there's just nothing she's there. She's done, yeah. So um, that's, that's a training issue, not an Abel City issue. And who's her trainer? <laughs> Anyone? Actually, now it's uh, – yeah, she got claimed. Yeah, by sheriffs, right? Yeah. But it was a it was a Baffert. So I'll drop that one for a reason. But no, Blue Prize, tremendous race for Blue Prize. Joe Almost, Bravo. Yeah, there you go. Actually, his only was it his only mount? Bounce. Was that his only mount? Uh, it's the only one I know of. I mean, I, I didn't see his name. You fly a lot. to California for the weekend for one mount and you win. But Blue Prize is a pretty special horse. She is. Yeah, I agree. And then that's another horse that races everywhere. Yeah, it's awesome. You know? Yeah, it's awesome. So. Yep. Bricks and mortar, man. Breaks and War was incredible. And uh, you know, it, and as much it? as we were like talking about how awesome a year Mitole had, and I do think Mitole's performance is worthy of putting him in the conversation with Bricks and Mortar for Horse of the Year. There's no shame in being second place to Bricks and Mortar's year. Right? For Horse no, of the Year. No, and I, there might be some people there that think that Mitole gets it over Bricks and Mortar, and one of them might be in this room with me. I don't know. Do you feel that way? I don't. You think Bricks and Mortar is the Horse of the Year? He I didn't do. lose. And he won major. I mean, he won Arlington. He wins the classic, the turf classic, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the uh, all right, uh, Breeders' Cup people, you you follow us on Twitter. I hope you listen. 
Name these things the Turf Mile and the Turf Classic. Like, do it. <laughs> do it. You can do it. You do don't, it. You don't have to be pretentious anymore. Just do it. The Breeders' Cup, the Breeders Cup Turf. By the way, shout out of the weekend, 50 Cent Try paying 219 I mean, that's the shout of the weekend, right? I mean, that's... Because <laughs> of United, man. Because oh, of Flavian. Because of Flavian. Another great run. But no, but Bricks and Mortar, I, I really do encourage people listening to go back, watch the replay of the Breeders' Cup Turf, watch Irad the whole way. He's wearing white silks with red letters. I mean, it is a remarkable job that he does, and and you know it's a great horse because the horse takes all of the cues. Okay, so let me let me tell you let me let me put a special bow on Bricks and Mortar's year. Okay, didn't lose it all in 2019. Didn't race, by the way, in 2018. <laughs> okay, at all. It's amazing. Um, oh. 2019 wins every race he runs in 2019, and that's seven of uh six of them. I apologize. Six different tracks. Oh, yeah. Six different tracks. How many different distances? He goes a mile and three sixteenth, a mile and an eighth, a mile and a quarter, and a mile and a half. Four different distances, six races. Gulfstream Park with the Pegasus uh, World Cup turf. First By the way, ever that was his that. comeback. Yep, that was his comeback race. <laughs> Took a year off and then wins that. Fairgrounds <sighs> in the in the Munis. Amazing. Then comes the Churchill when we saw him at the Turf Classic. Yep. Um, then Belmont in the Manhattan. Uh, and then Arlington Park, like you said, in the Arlington Million, and then now Santa Anita. Three different time zones. You want to have deja I vu, mean, by the way? Whew. You want to have deja vu? Watch the Arlington Million and the Turf Classic back to back. Okay. Or the Turf, uh, the, the Breeders' Cup Turf back to back. How he finishes is exactly the same in both races. He's never in the lead until the last like last touch. And um, I've been to the Arlington Million, by the way. It is if anyone's got a chance to go, do it. You could sit on the finish line for like forty-five bucks. The weather's perfect in Chicago that time of year. Um, I hate Chicago. You're not in Chicago. You're in Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was actually Chicago's overrated. I agree. Yeah. But um, but the million day the Cubs. Oh, Wrigley's massively overrated. The um. Oh yeah. Massively overrated. Doesn't hold the, a torch to Fenway, by the way. You're right. And the, but the Arlington Million Day met Brady Hoke there. By the way, not Brady Hoke. Brady uh, Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, All right. Met Brady Quinn. Shout out. And um. Actually, not a douche in person. I was shocked at that. The um, but no, shout out to Brady Quinn. The um, it's just a tremendous day of racing and a bunch of, because I texted you when I was up there, and it was like, was it four grade ones and three grade twos or something on that day, and uh, nice crowd. I think Arlington's the best racetrack I've ever been to. Oh, interesting. It won't be open in ten years, so it's a yeah, it's gonna be a football stadium. But the um, uh, it is. Tremendous. I don't love, of course, the synthetic, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it, as far as just amenities, how easy it is to bet, getting around, layout of the track is really obvious. It's what Pimlico should do is is build Arlington. So let's talk a little bit about this race. <laughs> sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm all over the place today. I'm in such a good mood. It's I, so ridiculous. The one story that's kind of not been talked about in this race at all, in my estimation, is the the one horse that people were talking about that could challenge bricks and mortar was Arclo. old. Well, Arklo was that I would say was up there too. Arklo old Persian was old Persian. Arklo this who was, was garbage in this race. I'm well, just. again, come the traffic troubles. You know, you, I think I can't imagine. If you're paying attention as a this jockey, this horse was never in it, though. I mean, that's what was, I'm saying, though, yeah, because if, you, if you're pl- if you're eighth, seventh, or eighth on that back stretch, you really can't rely on getting a clean run. 
I don't understand these jockeys who, like, for example, we talk about the uh, the last night racing day, and I'm losing my shirt the first couple races, and then I figure out how the track's running. I adjust my betting strategy, and I clean up at the end. And I end up having a really nice day yep. because I adjust to how the track's running. I, how do you not adjust? How as a jockey do you not get in a stalking position rather than running deep in the pack? Because the traffic is is very – when everybody's fast and you're in the back of a pack of a really good field yep. and everyone's trying to jockey for positioning, right. it's you know it's not like you've got a couple grammals in there and slow cars that you're going to be able to maneuver around. No, that's right. And it was unbelievable to me to see – how you had good jockeys with just terrible, terrible rides. Yeah. Not not only Mike Smith, some other people. You know, Tyler Gaffigliani didn't have a really good day. I mean, it was that's true. Uh, it was it was a rough day for a lot of guys who just couldn't figure out how the whole thing was running. Right. All right, the Breeders' Cup Classic. So we're going to talk Vino Rosso. Congratulations, Mackenzie. You did what I think most people thought you were going to do. By the way. Yeah. So I was in a group bet with a bunch of guys, uh-huh. and we had a $50 daily double on bricks and mortar in the field in the Classic. Okay. And as we approached the Classic, we changed it to a $100 daily double and removed McKenzie. Oh. And, of course, so we had Vino Rosso. What was funny is it only paid like $125 on a $100 bet. But, right. Um, but we removed McKenzie, and our rationale was he's a second-place horse. He is a second-place horse. He is a second-place horse. Nothing wrong with being second. It's the first it loser. Pays a lot of money in horse <laughs> racing. Um, remind me, our uh, bloodstock agent. Uh, oh, McGreevy. Tom. Tom. Excuse me. I was going to call him Tim. So Tom came on and talked about how horses are pack horses. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pack he's, animals. He's a pack horse. Because he's a pack horse. He's not a first-place horse. And it clearly doesn't matter if it's Joel on him or if it's Mike, Mike Smith on him. Joel at least gave him a chance. Yeah. Um, Vino Russell was just better. Um, and so, it, yeah, it just hard to hard to like we McKenzie dog, as a winner. We dogged on this race for two months. Yep, and we were right. And I think we hit, we nailed it. Yep. I mean, there was nothing to me to like about this race, and then to leave with a sour taste in your mouth to see the horse that we picked. But beyond that, we no, no one wants to ever see a horse do what what happened to Mongolian Groom in the first place. You got a note. For you, I think I texted you before the race was over. Yeah, that he when he pulled up that left leg, I saw it. I thought he's done. He's done. He's done. Oh, so and the worst. So so it, that bothered me for a full day. Oh, it, it absolutely did. Bothered me for twenty four hours. Like, and then le- legitimately bothered me for twenty four hours. And I'm and we're looking just to see what the the reaction is going to be too because. And by the way, shame on NBC. They didn't cover it properly. I think that's breeders. I think that was breeders' cup driven. Maybe, but I. I don't think their statement that they put out was fair. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I didn't think. In uh, the same way that the stewards didn't take questions at the Derby. Yeah. Cut the cut the, get rid of the smoke screen, people. Don't tell me about all the safety precautions. Animals you had in place. die. This is part of life. Right, and that's. Get, I, let me tell you something else. And this is my really kind of hot take of the thing. If you want to treat animals like people, right. That's fine. Don't take a person who was born to have a certain gift and tell them you can't do that gift. Because guess what? We do it every Sunday when we put people in the NFL field and tell them to go out there and use their natural gifts and abilities and do what they were born to do. 
every Saturday in Las Vegas. Two guys put gloves on and hit and each other. And beat in the, the head. crap out of each other. And I understand that, you know, you can you can. There's very few people who die in the moment. Right. But there's plenty of people who die have from the effects. Have you ever met Mike? Have you ever met Mike Dicka? No. Guy can't walk. Yeah. Guy can't walk. So don't yeah. sit here and tell me that if, if this is what they are born to do, Absolutely. this is their natural gifts. Absolutely. Do not deny them of being able to use their natural gifts and abilities and talents. We would not do that with a person. We shouldn't do it with a horse. And those horses are treated so well, it's not even oh, funny. Yeah. And anyone who thinks that they're not, you need to go spend some time around them and understand how well and how loved these horses are. So Sunday, I promise this is on point. I took, we took our family out to Simpsonville. I have a client out there who manages a horse farm. And we went to go fishing. I saw these uh, pictures. Yeah, yeah. I was jealous I didn't get the invite. So go ahead. Bring it next time. All right. Do you, would your kids go fishing? Oh, Rocco loves it. Oh, well, uh, then then that's uh, – don't worry. This the guy's a great client of mine. Like, not a problem. Okay. He manages over 200 horses. Awesome. On this farm. It's beautiful. 50 acres, the whole thing. And how many of them die a year? Oh, every time I go, a horse has just died. Yeah. Every time I visit, a horse has just died. And that's four or five times a year? And so that you – the I mean, they just – they're out in the field. They just die. And they that just do. That happens. They just do. And we don't understand that about either. And about we, that, we that. can't like we can't wrap our heads around. It's not the racing that kills them. It's being a horse that kills them. In Santa Anita. The Mongolian groom should not have run in the classic. Mongolian groom, sh- groom should not have ran. The tur- the the dirt course at, Mo- at uh, Santa Anita is still very questionable. I agree. And th- why else would we see very small fields in the dirt races? And full fields on the turf races. Yeah. Because yeah. No, I, I, everyone else has figured it out, too. I agree. So let's stop. But Mongolian groups should not have run. It's, so it's, it's, it's more than just a track issue there. So I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit. It, that's, a, that's a vet that issue. That is a vet. Which is a Santa Anita problem. Ding. So the, turf, the, the dirt can be a Santa Anita problem, and the vet can be a Santa Anita problem. It, regardless, it's still a Santa Anita problem. And I, the thing that pissed me off the most... They got a six-month. Where the people that were talking, that war of will stepped on them at the end. Right. And that horse, they were close, but there was no signs that war of will hit uh, Mongolian Grimm at all. And Mongolian, <coughs> war of will was actually more likely stepped on maximum security in the derby. Absolutely. Than he did in this race. And I, There's some people that think that war of will is to blame for what happened at Churchill Downs more than maximum security is. And I know you're one of them. Hand in the air, buddy. 100%. Anyways, the derby aside, Mongolian groom, uh, once I saw that video on Twitter, oh, my gosh. <laughs> how does anyone? Well, I mean. They did talk about how slow his work was. But, like, the practice rider should have noticed. Yeah. I mean, the exercise rider, excuse me. I mean, like, you sh- you have to. <sighs> like I said, Mongolian groom should have been the next Whitmore. He should have been in races for the next three years. Yep. All over the place, right? And And cool story out of those guys out of that mongolian stables like i just he should have been in the classic next year right i mean he should be running in those in those races in california it's just it's just about world cup it's just stupid it's disappointing and i mean it you can't uh, i don't know why i'm so worked up about it but you shouldn't i mean it just isn't but in the same way that you say don't tell me that thoroughbred shouldn't run don't run a thoroughbred that shouldn't that isn't healthy right? right if horse isn't sound Get them the hell off the track. 
That's just disappointing. In the same way, you know what? Dennis's moment is going away for 45 days. You think that's good for derby prep? No, but it's good for the horse. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I disagree with that. Okay. Because no one really cares about the derby preps that are going to happen in the next 45 days. No, no, not the derby preps. He's not working out for 45 days. Sure, but he's going to get in training. I understand. He's going to hit the derby preps that matter. Sure, but it, it doesn't help that he's not going to develop for 45 days is my point. I don't think anybody's paying attention. F- fine, but my point is – if he were healthy, he'd be working out. Maybe. And getting and hopefully getting better and stronger. Maybe though, maybe Dale's figured it out. Maybe yes. That where people it's like they peak we just gotta then. we gotta rest here yep. so that we can make a hard run. I'm maybe. You know, I'm not I'm a big Is this maybe the uh the equivalent of guys sitting out bowl games? No. No, I don't think so. I think it's a little different. Okay. Because uh, I don't think you're doing it not to get hurt. I think this is more about peak performance. This is more about Dale trying to Make sure his he Dale knows Dale had that you got to be you got to be great in March right I mean that's what it matters, yeah right? Dale had that great horse a couple of years ago that won the Iroquois and I'm totally blanking on his name that a lot of people have compared um, uh, Dennis's moment to okay that gets hurt in November mm-hmm. never races again Dale knows that he's got a really good shot right here and you can't win the Derby right now but you can certainly lose, lose it. it for sure. And um, and he has no interest in that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> he ran him as a two-year-old. He's checked that box. Right. He doesn't need to be heavily ran. He needs to get one race in, maybe two, before the Derby. So let's just make sure he's ready to go. Sure. I think Dennis. I think he's taking a shot. I think he's. I think he's taking a spin on the new way that we train Triple Crown uh, horses. Yeah, right. yeah. That's my take. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Do you disagree with that? Or? No, I don't. I don't. And it, frankly, he's a trailblazer if that's true. And good for him, right? I've actually started to pay more attention to Dale um, as we've done the show because, you know, it, it's a joke, a running joke about Dale. But, frankly, obviously, he's a great trainer. There's no question about that. But I was watching an interview with him about Dennis's moment, and he, he basically said, I'm making a stallion. Like, he, he admitted he's making a horse that's this going to breed. stud. Yeah. yeah, and it's so interesting that 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 that's it. That's the end goal, right? I mean, winning the races is nice, but you are stud fees is what matters. Absolutely, it's so interesting. I mean, it's such a weird sport that way. All right, where's our show go from here? Let's. Oh, we can do it on air, huh? Yeah, why not? All right, now it's a good idea because I appreciate the people that listen, and I I know it's more than three and a half, but I'm kidding, of course. I think we do do one more show next week. I think we should do a show next week. Um, and I do want to. I do want to thank the people that listen because I know the number is actually decently substantial because we can we can track numbers a little bit and uh, we appreciate people. But yeah, let's try to have Sherva next week. Do sort of a year in review. Um, I uh, we'll predict our Eclipse Award winners. I we'll think see we'll, if Doctor Derby will come on. I think before I leave today, you and I should do picks for the stakes races at Churchill Downs this weekend instead of under John. I haven't even looked at the stakes races for Church and this weekend. That's what I'm saying. Before I leave, okay, we look at them and we and we send those in and see if John publishes them in the LA Times newsletter. Because <laughs> if we get published in the LA Times newsletter, I mean, he would have to give a shout out to the show, right? I would hope so. And that's 5,500 people a day that read that thing. Can I ask one question before we go? Since I don't know if we're going to be back in time for this, with the El- uh, with the with the new Saudi Cup. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to kill the Pegasus? No. All right. We have a whole lot of horses who are saying they're I going think to the you can Saudi Cup. 
but we don't have a lot of horses that are going to the Pegasus. I don't think you can run both with those older. Not. I think you could run both if they were in a different time of year. I don't think. You think the February date is? The, I think going to Florida and then shipping. When's the UAE month, Derby? That's uh, March. March. I could think you could do Pegasus in the UAE Derby. But you, you can't do Saudi in the UAE? No, well, you that's definitely can't anyway. do all three. That's for three-year-olds anyway. What is the Saudi? UAE Derby. Yeah. No, UAE. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a Derby prep. Um, but what's the other big UAE uh, race though? The not the Derby, but the one the Gunrunner won. Um, him and an Accelerate. Yeah, yeah. Um, the classic. The, yeah, yeah, the World Cup. UAE. Oh, the World Cup. Yeah, right. the Dubai World Cup. So I don't think you can do the Saudi, the World Cup, and the Pegasus. Pegasus. I think people are going to choose to go to the Saudi, keep them over there for the World Cup. And sure. I, th- I think the Pegasus could be in trouble. Or do you move it to December? That Super Bowl Saturday is a freaking sweet date, usually. But I, do you? I don't know. I think you know. I think you're in this weird time frame where that you know we're gonna. The reason why we're taking a hiatus is because most of the big horses are taking a hiatus. There's not a lot yeah, of sure. interesting horses. Well, I got racing. a bunch of basketball to coach too. So yeah, <laughs> and I got a lot of basketball to watch. Yes, you do. <laughs> but I just think that when you're talking about ramping up those older horses, doing those, I don't, let's just say it's a, a period of six weeks. Doing those three big races in a period of six weeks is probably not realistic. Because the Pegasus is early February. The Saudis at the end of February. Is it $20 million? It's some stupid number. That's, that's uh, yeah, it's King Faisal there. The, um, yeah, I, look, man, I'm, I love tennis. Okay. And I love, I love the Grand Slam. I love the majors in tennis, and I love that it moves around. So I'm not mad that horse racing is catching on in different places. Maybe. Oh, you like the fact that they're in Australia and France and England, and, and the surfaces right. are different. And yeah, like I love that stuff. I I had a proposal. Could we come up with some sort of? And I know we had a like a triple crown in the Breeders' Cup Classic Grand Slam with Pharaoh, but that's only happened once. I wonder if there's a legit older dirt male Grand Slam that they could put together if they did it right. Totally agree. And and you make it at different places at different distances. And so, like, one's a mile, one's a classic distance, one's a mile and a half, and one's a sprint. And I'm not kidding. And Yeah, but nobody would go for that. I, it, it's stupid and a shame that they won't, but I get it. The um, I've suggested for a long time that NASCAR actually move to a major system. Uh, With Daytona, Talladega. Daytona, Talladega, a street, uh, one of the road courses. Okay. Where you got to do right Watkins turns. Watkins Glen or something. Yeah, something like this. And then um, a super speedway. Okay. And, well, um, Super Speedway. Or a three-turn race, excuse me. Yeah. So, like a Michigan or a... Uh, Charlotte would be Charlotte, the, right. Charlotte would be the Probably. race. Probably. But actually, maybe a short track. So, Martinsville Bristol. or something. Or Bristol. Oh, Bristol. Bristol. And so... Um, Bristol. So, it would be Bristol, Charlotte, Daytona, and Watkins Glen. There you go. I think it would be tremendous. And you give you give double points for those races. That'd be interesting. I might... Bristol I, night race, by the way, is... Is it fun? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I've never been to a NASCAR race. Um, I've been to lower-level stuff and that's even fun uh i went to so berlin raceway in west michigan shout out the it's a half mile track which in the minor leagues is a big time track and that's where johnny that's benson what, and jack yeah johnny benson and jack spray came out of there wow shout out 
All right, we're not closing on NASCAR. We got to talk about no. We got we got <laughs> we have to talk about something. You know, besides Kentucky beat Michigan State, we can talk about that all, all day long. And me beating you by twenty seven points in the Brewers. I'm, you know, Kentucky beat Michigan State makes that okay. <laughs> I agree. Actually, and I get lunch from you. Tyrese Maxey is legit, man. That was so fun to watch him. Um, I like that. I'm I'm old enough that I. So let me tell you some of these probables for the Sudai Cup. We can end on this, okay? Because there's no probables right now for the Pegasus. Just FYI. And according okay, to Horse Racing Nation. Wow, that, that, this is an audio medium, and my f- my jaw just not – it went through the floor when you said there's no – no, because Midnight Bisu is a probable for the uh, – Midnight Bisu is a probable for the Saudi. <laughs> oh, no. McKenzie. Bravazo, who didn't yep. hasn't raced since the Pegasus last yep. year. Ball Harbor. Maximum Security. Jovia. Axelrod. Higher Power. Mr. Money. Gift Box. And Gronkowski. All right, so – Where's Gronk been racing? Can you click on his name for me? I can. So here's what I would do if I'm an owner, and I'm not. Gronk last ran in the Dubai World Cup, and that Bravazo has, hasn't run since the Pegasus. So Gronk came second in the Belmont. What did he do after that? I clicked off his name when he go back. Because by the way, he Gronk hadn't smash. run on dirt before the Belmont, and he comes in second. And had he not started so terribly uh, before the be. before the Belmont? No, after. After. So he goes from the Belmont to the Traverse. Yep. And uh, That's right. didn't didn't come in the, didn't, on the, didn't hit the board. Yep. Um, then goes to the Jockey Club uh, Jockey Club Gold Cup at Belmont. Yep. Didn't hit the board there. Okay. Um, Discovery came in third. Okay. And that was um, at Aqueduct in well second in the Belmont. will pay a lot of bills for him. So yeah. And then um, nothing at the uh, at his race after that. He came in fifth, and then he came in second at the Dubai World Cup. Yeah. And um, apparently it has to be a giant stage for him to hit the board, huh? I guess so. He only shows up like Gronkowski, like he's going to stay retired. We're going to see Gronkowski come out of retirement like in the will, week 16. If he goes to Saudi Arabia, will Gronk travel to Saudi Arabia to watch Gronkowski? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think if there's too. a party, <laughs> if there's a party, yes. Will they let Gronkowski drink in Saudi Arabia? Speaking of which, Gun- <laughs> Gunnavera is still listed as an active horse. I love it. I wonder when that horse I is going to race again. God, that guy has so much money. But we have definitely, you know, some horses that bypassed this Breeders' Cup that are older. That are shoot for those races. You know, the, the gift box. So and, yeah. I, here's what I would do. So if I own maximum security, here's what I do. Avoid every big horse and go for, like, the least competitive grade one you can find. Go to the Clark, <laughs> which is actually going to be a decent race. It is. Then I go to the Pegasus. And then I go to UAE. So it's kind of up in the air for him. If I wouldn't go to the Saudi with him. I would go to the Clark, like I said, the Pegasus, and then I would go to the UAE. I w- the Pegasus made so much sense for for a Maximus Curie. It's not even funny. We're seeing, though, that I guess it's either going to be the Clark or it's going to be the Cigar Mile for Maximus Security. Where's the Cigar Mile here? Aqueduct. Okay, that's right. So the week, and that's the The basic, mile? Yeah. What's the Clark run at? Classic distance or a mile and eighth? I thought the Clark was at a, uh, was at a classic distance. Interesting. Uh, they started the dirt mile and an eighth. Mile and yeah, eighth. Mile eighth. Okay, so they start just at it. they start yeah. the Oaks distance. Then. Um, well, that's a legit mile and eighth is legit. Uh, the um, who's the probables for the for the Clark? Yeah, Tom's Day Todd, of course. Tom's Day Todd. Yep, it's probably gonna go up as the favorite. Probably five uh, to two. You think? Well, uh, I don't know. Maximus Curie's gonna get a lot of money. No, 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 no. no. Morning line. Uh, I'll go. Th- I'll go three to one. And then Maximus Curie three to one. Yes. Co-favorites? I'd say that's probably... Sounds right, right? Seeking the Soul is going to... Maybe never. even Maximum Security 5-2? to two? Morning line? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
Seeking the Souls in there. Mr. Nice race. Mr. Buff and Roadster. Roadster with Bob Baffert. Roadster's going to shit for that. That's Well, that, I mean, again, Roadster's. He ran one of the uh, Breeders' Cup races. Roadster's also a problem for the Cigar Mile, so Road, it's one of the two. It's gonna you didn't print it because it wasn't a Breeders' Cup race, but did you see how terrible Roadster's show was this weekend? He ran in a four-horse field and didn't hit the board. Wow. <laughs> Uh, in that oh. cigar mile, so Maximus Carey and Roadster could potentially bypass the Clark for the cigar mile. Ball Harbor looks like he's going to run in that cigar mile. Uh, I would assume that Ro- would? Roadster and Maximus Carey will avoid the Ball Harbor and would rather take their chances with Tom's Day Todd. For sure, I agree. That could be a nice little race, though. Both the cigar mile and the, and the Clark? The Clark? Yeah, they both could be, yeah. Tom's Day Todd, though. How old is Tom's Day Todd? Tom's Day Todd. Is he three or four year old? I thought he I thought he was four. Okay. He is uh he no. Six. Is he really? Six years old. Huh. There is you he go. gelding? He is That's I'm, I'm blanking. Uh, well it's nothing like that on here, so I'm okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna guess. Got it. Okay. Well, we're gonna wrap. We're gonna pay our tab. We're gonna get out of here. And we're gonna come back next week and we'll probably take a little hiatus until we get a little bit more serious in Triple Crown season. Or, you know, do a January show, talk about the Pegasus. Um, do yeah, we'll, a we'll pop Pegasus in show, from time to time. Do a Saudi Arabia show, do a UAE show. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Um, I know next week will be our send-off, but I'm having a blast with the show, man. It's been really great. And um, Don't get all emotional on me. No, I'm not getting emotional. Come on. Well, fuck you. Yeah. The, uh, the <laughs> but, no, we're having fun. Are we going for Barstool? Is that what you're Is doing? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. The, uh, but, no. Um but seriously, no. But shout <laughs> out, y'all. It's a. Uh, it's been fun, and we we love doing this stuff. It's, it really is. It's it, and I'm looking forward to covering the Triple Crown with you again. Uh, uh, that's going to be awesome. We're excited for next year, and we will catch you next time on the Horse Racing Happy Hour. <laughs>